Welcome back, guys. Welcome, 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 welcome. Back to This Is Africa, people. Ladies and gents, we thank you for coming back and to listen to us for, I guess, another round of this. Um, my name's Adama. Um, introduce my lovely friends here. Hi, guys. I'm Tamba. Hi, everyone. I'm Lord. Welcome back. My name is Amiri. All right, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Everybody good today? Good. Everybody in great shape? Yeah, I'm good. Yep. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Um, just a reminder for those coming back, since this is just, just the second episode. Um, again, our goal here, guys, for those listening, is to help just connect people to the continent of Africa. Um, it's African connections. Um, provide access to information in ways that allow for people to learn and absorb different things, and hopefully that it's easy to understand. Um. We hope to, you know, hope to better shape the world through our discussions um, from social to political issues. And just by having discussions, we hope to show people the major importance of the African community to the world and seek to open more avenues for the future. Um, So today, guys, we're going to be talking about elections. We're going to be talking about the election process. Um, In total, there's 22 countries up for re-election in Africa. Um... 11 of them are presidential, and those are the ones that we're kind of going to be speaking about. Um, Those countries are like Guinea, Ivory Coast, Uganda, Tanzania, Benin, Burkina Faso, Central African Republic, Ghana, Seychelles, and Niger. All right, people. Um, From what I've gathered, like, obviously not every country is um, going through a lot with their election process, but from the ones that I've mentioned, we've had reports of people manipulating Supreme Courts, electoral commissions, changing constitutions, people in positions of power, prosecuting the opposition, preventing others from running, imposing crazy qualification criteria. All these things that are going on across the country. And it's crazy because these election things are happening across the world. In my opinion, there's a high number of people basically across the world trying to just like look into their systems and see what's going on and it's hectic like it's, it's hectic everywhere um so i guess like we can start out just by asking like it, is it crazy in comparison to like what's going on everywhere are we in a position that's kind of all right are we working at it like or is it really is it really just bad you know yeah i mean we've just had you know recent elections in the united states and we also had those when i mean those are fairly calmer to what goes on, you know, on the continent of Africa. But even here, the disputes that, you know, the incumbent president was raising and, like, the issues he had with the elections, you know, kind of, like, saying it was fraud and stuff like that. So we could, like, we could see that it's happening here, too. But, like, people are not going out guns blazing. You know, they're not. He's he's not going to stay because he lost. So he lost the result uh, held. So, yeah, over here it's kind of different. But Africa, the continent, it's... Pretty bad, but I mean, I think there's some sort of similarity that's going on um, in America and what's going on in the United States, uh, in in Africa, um, especially with the election that just happened right now. You have an individual who is delegitimizing the integrity of the election, and that is something that happens a lot in African countries. Um, although this is rare in America. Um, just by what just happened just um recently 
that's actually what's going on in Africa right now. So there is a similarity in terms of, you know, just delegitimizing the process of an election, um, just to either push forward your your own agenda or the agenda of your base or, you know, whatever desired goal that you have, you know. So, um, of course, it's unique in terms of how Africa um, functions and just the political structure of things. But definitely from what we just experienced with the recent elections that has happened to elections that are coming up and just the environment and the political atmosphere, yeah, it's pretty similar. I mean, like, I feel like similar may be, like, the wrong word a little bit, but I get the point you're trying to make. Like, I just feel like, I feel like they're connected. Not not necessarily, like, like they're different. Wait, how are they connected? Because, like, um, with everything that's going on, like, there was, I feel like with the result of what's going on in the West, it's impacting what's going on in Africa specifically. There was, um, who was it? Um, Selo Diallo, he, he ran against the, the Guinean president. Um, he had said, like, how the fact that Europeans are less, like, attentive and um, the Americans, since Trump, demand less in um, respect to democracy and human rights. It's giving, like, a lot of African politicians or presidents or whatever it is, people empowered, like, the ability to just do what they want and run amok, which is why I feel like they're connected, but it's worse here when there are like crimes against people because there there just isn't the same level of like like human rights aren't valued the same so i don't think it's similar in terms of like i can understand that yes they're delegitimizing delegitimizing i guess um integrity of an election yeah the integrity of the election but it's different in the manner in which that they're doing it like and because it's so much more aggressive and elevated, to me it doesn't it, do, it doesn't work together. Um, you are right in, in that sense. Um, however, in terms of the actions that are being taken, especially to to say that like, hey, this person's win is not legitimized because we don't, it's not recognized because we don't like the way things came out. Like, you know, like when Trump lost the election, um, he put out a bunch of lawsuits that had no merits, Fair enough. you know, and that's also the same thing that happens in in, in Africa, where when it's time for a reelection and somebody's term is over or is nearing the end of like their, their term, they don't want to go change the Constitution. Like, yeah. of course, like they're going to the top because they have different powers. Yeah. But like in America he's also trying to do things to sway things his way but there are some things that are blocking him from actually succeeding but that's the difference in that in africa though that they do succeed when they try to do the, those type of things yeah no nah, i totally hear you but like i feel like it's different when you're like throwing out a lawsuit and changing the constitution, as you said, like that was the example you choose, right? I that know, but the, but but <laughs> the president, this, like, but the president doesn't have the sole power in America to to change the constitution because that's not a given right that he has. Because there's Congress that you got to pass through, and a whole bunch of things you have to go through to even amend something in the U.S. Constitution. There is no such thing in the African political system where a president could do so at will. That's what I'm trying to like. Okay, bring to attention. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. So I guess, all right. So we can we can kind of dive into then, I guess, why we think presidents even feel inclined to to, to do the um, 
to do the thing that they're doing. Like, I guess, like, that's, that's like, like, presidents in Africa, whatever it is, for example, changing constitutions or um, prosecuting people or I don't even know, like, whatever it is that's going on. Like, why do they feel so inclined to do it? Because in Guinea specifically, like I told you how Salah Diallo had spoken about the other Guinean president, in Guinea and in Ivory Coast, the presidents decided to basically nullify their two terms that they have done, that everybody has witnessed them do, and not be great at, and then have decided to basically make it possible for them to run again for another brand new term, brand new two-term limit. Like, to me, that that's insane. And I mean, I, mean, I feel like that's just what we've been programmed to do, you know? Since we, on the African continent, everybody's aware that it's been colonized. And since it's been colonized, the institutions that were there during our, the colonization era, especially in Francophone Africa, have not changed. So that's why the presidents feel inclined to stay because, you know, within the constitution, they have, there's no checks and balances on these leaders. In, in Francophone Africa and in every other part of Africa. I take an example in Zimbabwe, for example. Mugabe was this great leader. You know, at first when he was coming, he was fighting for the right causes. The second he got, he got into power, didn't change the institutions, right? Took advantage of them and was able to stay in power until his death. So I think that's why. Once the, the African leaders elected or ascends to power, they become the product of the state machine. You know, if our constitutions, if our institutions are not strengthened and changed, this will always happen. These leaders will always feel inclined to stay into power. Um, in my opinion, I believe that also to certain African leaders probably feel like they are the best man for the job, whereas they somewhat have the people trust and they feel like they can execute the job as being a leader um, the best compared to other parties. Um, I feel like that's one main reason why a lot of leaders reelect or extend their, their their time in office is because that they feel like they're the best fit to lead the people, you know? It's, it's funny that you kind of say that a little bit just because in Gambia, that was exactly the case um, where like, he was in office for like three years and he had promised that like he wouldn't be like a lot of other presidents and that third year he would come out and he basically like what was it like the opposition who was who was supposed to run went missing just went missing out of out of nowhere and he basically was like all right this guy is gone but i'm the best man for the job like, so if anybody else tries to come up and there were two other people that came and tried to run, he was like, no, 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 I'm the best man that fits the situation. And then something happened to those other two, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he was like, nah, it's just me. And so now he's running again after he's already ran, for, he's already had his three years. So I think it's a combination of what um, Tombo and Amiri said, because Tombo was talking about institutions allowing um, power like that to go unchecked. And what Amiri was talking about in terms of like people who feel like they're the best man to do the jobs or like the term of being a, uh, a demagogue also plays into the role. So these are like kind of some t- part of the the negative effects of just not the negative effects, but the but what comes with 
with elections. Um, although it grants us the right to, to, you know, put into power who we want to see um, lead us. However, it can bring some, what comes to the territory is people taking advantage of it. And if you do not protect it, and if you do not let people be informed about who they're electing or what they're voting for, that's when the electoral system can get uh, taken advantage of and be exploited. But people are, are like, like you said, like, all right, getting people more informed about who they're about to like vote for, right? How do you do that? Like, like, because my thing is that pe- like these people are campaigning, they're going out, they're speaking to people, like, and people are like, from what I've known in the past couple of years, bro, people have been excited about presidents like who are coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like when they get in after that is when like everything goes awry and like everything starts going left, right? Like it just goes in different directions. But like prior to during campaigns, like people tend to be ex- unless like it's somebody who's already run and then they're like, all right, boom, it's time for you to get out, and then they just don't want to get out. When they're initially running, like in Senegal, like we've been happy about like when Makisal was running president, is like people were excited, like they were happy for what was to happen, and then after he's in office. Thing goes different. So, like, I feel like people are informed. It's a matter of like the politician being genuine. Like, like it's like it's not even about an information thing. Like, it's just about politicians holding true to like things that they come out and say that they will execute. Like, it's nice. simple as that. But I mean, but that's when you got to think of whether, in in terms of excitement, like, is it a, is the excitement based on you know disinformation or inf- like actual information because yeah it's like a like feeling happier that this person will come out and not do the same thing that this prior president has already been doing this person will come out and cater to me now unlike this prior president yeah i understand that but i'm talking about in the sense of if an individual decides to stay in power like they would just take advantage of the ignorance of him saying okay. that he's the best man for the job because they don't know better Okay. Because there are a lot of things that's going on behind the scenes, especially in government, that the regular population has no idea of. Yeah. And so they're able to see that and exploit it rather than me campaigning or actually like trying to do something that would, um, you know, make people's way of living better. I'm just taking advantage of the fact that like they don't know. So I'll just take care of like their immediate desire. Just for them to be happy and just vote for me, and then after that, I just yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you're bringing that up because that's literally their campaign strategy. They just go to these, you know, regions of different region in their respective countries. For example, um, in Congo, for example, that ha- that happened. They go into the region, you know, they give the population, the people there, a bag of rice, fertilizer for fa- uh, farmers, um, you know, basically goods. In order to just acquire their vote. And after that, they will never come back there. You know, they give them goods. They say, hey, if you vote for me, this is what you're going to keep getting. And little do they know, after a while, it, it's it gone. It doesn't happen. Right? And that's just, it doesn't matter if the leader is a dictator or whatever like that. There's just African politicians in general. But now, that- in terms of the pre- presidential one, you know, these these leaders, they campaign the same way. And they just don't want to leave power. That's, that's what it comes down to. So the people, in terms of what you said, educating, depending on the country, some of those people in those countries do not want to even participate anymore. For, exactly. for example, in, in Mali, like they, they there's been two coups in the last seven years. Uh-huh. The people are tired at this point. They don't even want to hear it anymore. They've, too many people have lied to them. 
you know, and that's why. But in different countries, that may vary, you know. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like taking onus, just taking onus off of, because just the information part, I, there's that thing. Like, it, like you can't put the onus on the people at that point, because it's but literally just somebody exploiting you. Like, how can you be more informed? Like, there's nothing to be informed about. It's just about action at that point. Like, how can we change the situation? In terms of like what you can, in terms of what you can and cannot accept from a leader, because at the end of the day, if you're getting legitimacy from me and I'm putting you into power. You have to push forward the agenda of my vote or what I put you in there for because you have definitely more expertise than I do to push forward a certain policy. I have an understanding of what I'm voting for and what I'm why I'm voting for you, but I expect you to do so on my behalf on, on a higher level in order to execute that. If not, then what am I voting for you for? And these are the things that I'm going to accept for me to give some level of my autonomy to you to do things on my behalf. Yeah, and th- and that's for people that want to do it the right way. Like, if these leaders are deciding this, they obviously they're at that point they're illegitimate leaders. They have no legitimacy, and they have to use the state now to run their operation to stay in office. So, it, what you say in a perfect democracy? Yeah, of course the, the the leaders are supposed to adhere to the people, but in certain African countries, that's not happening. It's not happening, and that's why this turmoil is happening. Because the people, if you see the people, the people are outside protesting for them to go. So if they stay there, they're, already they're not legitimate. So it's not even a question of legitimacy. It's just a question of them not wanting to leave. Because we know some of these leaders do not have any. Legitimacy. But what allows it? What? But what? What gives those leaders the liberty or allow it to happen? It's the state. The state you know machine. They control every part. They control the army. They control all the. Their government, but they have but, the but, 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 the but who is assembly. it created by though? It's created by people, no? Like there are some people who no are, no 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 no, 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 no. People Look, that these are, are being, things that have been in the foundation I, I, and green since yeah, yeah, independence. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is from colonial right. rule. Right. Right. This, 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 this is what I'm trying yeah, to, this what I'm trying to push forward. Oh, this is what I was actually trying to say in terms of like the people have the ability to try to take them out. I know that like me saying this is like they do. Like they have the the ability Take to him like out by voting, but if the vote if it's not right done the right way, if it's getting cheated every time, how are you gonna take them out? That's the question here. You know? Then that's when they also come not so much in terms of like oh a coup, but more so of then that's when it comes to actual like leadership though, and yeah. in terms of like the type of leadership that is coming throughout the through the electoral process or th- through the ways in which you claim power but making sure that the power is beyond you that you're there to exactly. push forward or make your people around you better yeah and with with that with that i think a refer- referendum especially in francophone countries with their constitutions because it's basically a constitutional monarchy so to the point you just made like it, it can't all be up to one man it has to be beyond that somebody needs to be able to check mm-hmm. you know just these, a, these leaders just you know, not, not even is a che- system it is a system a functioning thing of leaders yeah. and not, not also pieces che- that make everything work and also to check but also just to facilitate power you know like you just of course you have Doesn't to that check just, it so how do you facilitate also, the person who's making the facilitation of the power how do you facilitate like some, the person like at that who's person, at that the point, facilitation the, of the power? Because yeah, that person is the most powerful again, person. If I'm dishing again, out power and, to people, again, I am the most as, powerful as, as guy TK, in the As TK said, referendums, bro, changing the mechanism yeah. of taking, how things are facilitated or how things are being checked. Yeah, Literally. T- taking power 
less letting the presidents have less power. You know? All right, so let me ask you guys. Well, how power is distributed, honestly. Yeah, too. Yeah, so as far as like democracy is concerned, as far as the system or whatever it is, we can all agree that like the most fundamental requirement, the most basic thing that we need is for citizens to feel empowered and be able to remove leaders. Yeah, but not also be empowered, but just be informed, like really know what you will and will not accept from a leader. That at the and end holding of the, them accountable. And holding them accountable. Yeah. And also making sure that you have a clear understanding well, not even a clear understanding, but just have an understanding of what you're voting for. Because sometimes you vote for things that you think will resolve an issue or just, you know, how do you call it? I have it in my nose. Oh, just basically to like a quick fix for a desire, but does not bring any real, um, how do you call it, solutions. When you say desire, like... Like, kind of like example, as Tampa said, like I desire a bag of rice because they don't give me a bag of rice, or I'm starving. Okay. Kind so of like if I'm if I'm if I want to get into power, I'll be like, look, I'll get you this bag of rice. I'm just exploiting a desire that you have, yeah. just for you know an, a simple and easy fix, or not even an easy fix, but in these situations that we're in, it's yeah. not going to it's not going to be an easy fix. Like an easy fix does does not exist. There's it like it's it's complex. In in other cases, it's simple. But simple does not necessarily mean easy. Like, it really doesn't. Like, it's kind of like, I, like to me, like, like being able to fix those things is, is, is coming in and, like, just digging out those French roots. Like, in that, in that European structure of government, bro. Like, just because after a lot of countries achieved independence, like, the most important thing that they needed to work on was fixing their economic structure and social organization mostly because of the way the colonizers exploited people in Africa. And it's kind of like presidents have kind of walked in and decided to kind of just continue that exploitation process of the people in Africa. So it's you have to understand that, like, kind of how we say, just digging out that process because it's not a matter of exploiting this or that. Like, to me, it's confusing because I've always been of the mindset that people, like, the, the people are the most powerful thing. Like there's no king without it, their people. There's Unless no president. Did. There's no government uh, uh, without people. Like you just do not exist without people. Like if we all stop paying taxes, if everybody, all citizens in the world were just like yo, not, we're not doing anything but, no more. But, we will no, sit down and we're literally unifying together, bro. What will the government do? Kill everybody? That is true. You can't kill everybody because if you kill us, you have no government. That is true. How but do that, you make that? That was not the case before through enlightenment and through actually understanding just the power of our vote and our decisions to, to govern ourselves. We're able to come to that understanding. But back then before when there was a monarchy. But I feel like we don't have like, that as a whole yet. We still lack we, that. We, 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 we bro, have we, it, but it, not to the. Because there are people being not, convinced. Yeah. Otherwise, like there are people being convinced that like, no, 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 no. Like it's better to be exploited. Like it's safer this way. That's what I call. Um, that's insane. That's like a Jedi mind trick right there. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. It's a, it's a it's a Jedi mind trick or like a toxic trait. Like like let's even look at it on a human uh, on a human level where, um, I've had some type of like emotional dominion over you where I'm able to manipulate you to do whatever you want, right? Yeah. And the person does not understand that like yo they still have their own power to like say no or like not to do it. But since I've had it for so long, even though if you leave, if that person don't have that change mindset of like, yo, this person don't have power over me, I could be like, yo, come do this for me right now. And you still do it. The same thing with the power in, in elections is like, 
they know you don't know the power that you have. Someone just exploited. And that and that's horrible. But you know, like, like there's other stuff that factor into this that we're not, of course, of course, you know, course, looking at. But like, w- w- would you guys agree that the first stepping stone to a democracy are the elections? Like, yes, one thousand percent. But free and fair elections. Yeah, yeah, free and fair. Okay, okay, not elections. See, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, free and fair elections. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Thank you. So now, does it? Do we have democracy on the continent? Yeah, to an extent. I would definitely say that, like, by default, like, just, just even, like. I'll get into the more like specific, like the specificness of the question, like, but just just to address it, like, technically, even like, even if I wanted to say like all the things they're doing and the way that they're using the power, like, that's all within the realm of democracy, like the 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 ability that they're like, you know, like, they're using the system to their advantage or whatever it is. To me, that all is in the space of democracy. Like there, there's like there has to be demo- like this system isn't because if they were just literally just like all right boom this is the law this is this this is that all right that obviously is not democracy that's a dictatorship however they are playing the game they they like they're not just coming in and like like they're rewriting the constitution in the confines of what the constitution allows already the constitution gives them the ability to do stuff like that to rewrite stuff and recreate things and add this and add that. So, like, all those things, to me, like, still lies in the confines of democracy. Like, even when they're cheating and and even being unfair. So, by technicality, like, if you have a voting system and I voted you into power and then you end up being corrupt, like, oh, well. Like, that was, de- that was a democratic process. Like, <laughs> like you so, voted. It happened. Well, f- for me, I feel like... A democratic system do exist, but do the ideal one, a, a well-working, structured one exist? I would have to say, I wouldn't really have to agree with that because for a dem- democratic system to work, all all structures of the government have to be on point. Like, there can't be, like, any, just one one structure of the government is working and the other part is not working. For, like, a well-fully to govern a country, all parts of the government have to be working together, you know? And you can see in a lot of like African nations where that's kind of one of their problems. Like, not all structures of the government is working or on the same page, you know. So I feel like that's a huge problem too. And I feel like a lot of African nations too are just as democratic, just to show the world stage that they could follow a democratic system too, you know. But however, they're not following it structurally like they're not they're not following the, the rules all the rules you know <laughs> they yeah. found the rules just to show just to show the world stage that like yeah we're democratic too I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because that means like just to say yes i think democracy you know exists on the continent but to Amir's point it's just yeah we're not doing it the right way you know obviously there's democracy on the continent but some ca- countries have failed to do it you know, and it's been kind of a rocky road. But one country, for example, that I could take an example on who, you know, truly, truly can be an example of a democracy in Africa is Senegal. Throughout 60 years of since their independence, they have had, not had one coup in their country. 
you know? And that that's to show that their transition of power is working. It's working to a certain extent. And why is that working in Senegal? And it's not working in other countries. Ghana is also a great example. They've had coups, but since J.J. Rowling, since his two coups, Ghana has not had any other coups. You know, they're doing really well. So these are examples, you know, in West Africa of countries that, you know, are able to do this. Why can't this be replicated in, you know, Tanzania? Why can't it be replicated in Zimbabwe? You know, the, you know, Equatorial Guinea, for example. Congo, all those countries, Central Africa. Like, and and just to just like kind of dive into that just a little bit more, like, um, after doing a bit of research or whatever, like for like the key points that came out of like, I guess, answering like what it is that leads to that success um, were like one economic development of the country. If you have money and people are being able to have resources to do certain things, they're happier. Um, social modernization, political leaders' commitment to things that they've said that they will do, and absence of civil violence in the country. Those are some of the four biggest indicators of success in certain countries in Africa. And Senegal kind of leans on that heavy. They're super modernized. Um, they, they're influenced a lot by Western culture. Um, political leaders, commitment is enough. It's questionable. <laughs> uh, enough to keep people content in a way not to like, to be able to have the patience to trust in the democratic process. Like, all right, this guy is doing this. All right, he's feeling this way, fine. Just wait, and the next coming thing, boom, it's over for this person. Or we're going, moving this way. Okay, we can build on this. Um, and ec- economic development is super big. Like, when Senegal first achieved independence, one of the reasons why it was, like, they kind of, like, were able to start off on a good note was because of peanuts. The peanut industry was really popping, and, like, Senegal was, was making a lot of money off that. So the as country as a whole was starting off fairly strong coming out of independence. So, like... Building off of that and then understanding that, all right, we need to work as a unit to continue to prosper and build. Like, I feel like those are the keys. And then just obviously the absence of civil violence, like there isn't a lot of um, ethnic or like cultural conflict in the country, whereas in a lot of other states, whereas like Senegal is kind of like a place where like cultures tend to unify, especially like in the surrounding nations, you find people kind of like coming into Senegal from all through Guinea, whatever it might be, Ghana, like people end up falling into Senegal. So like, I feel like there is, because of all those, them hitting those four factors kind of well, it leads to their success. And yeah. a lot of African countries can learn off that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the it's the why. Why did that happen? Do you think colonization has to, had a factor to do with it? The way they responded, you know, to the colonial power? Or like the way, that's what I'm saying. Is there like a difference in ways where Different colonial, well, mainly the French and the British, but the way they handle different countries right now in Africa, that kind of affected their, um, those roots are still there. Although, like, we're 60 years removed and these, we should be coming up to par a little bit, but that's still fairly recent. You know what I mean? Like, some of our parents were born in that era. So, do you think it's like those roots are still there? And that's the generation that when, once, like, we shave them off, we can, take over and bring those foundations there and stuff like that? Um, I definitely believe that colonial powers definitely have a fact, plays a huge factor in terms of how countries, how democratically a country is or how stable their, their, their government is or how like stable the country is in general because you can see like there's like trends in terms of like which country was colonized by who's, like, by what superpower. So you can see that like 
a lot of French, um, a lot of French colonial countries. Um, you could kind of say they're a little bit more unstable than the British colonial um colonies. You know, in terms of like the the structure of government that was left there for them to to have. You know, although you want to fill in. Um, I even think it goes beyond colonies, bro. Like I really. I really I'm taking this back back. Okay. No, 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 not back back, but it goes beyond that because at the end of the day, any superpower's interest in another country, there has to be some national interest in it. Like, and I feel like for Africa's resources, Africa has the most abundant natural resources in the entire world. Yeah, but and a lot of these big countries and outside influence profit a lot from it, big time. So if I'm able to have influence on an election. And put in a leader that will forward the agendas of what I need from that specific land for any like national security purposes or money, profit, what whatever it be. And I know that the government is not very stable. I could definitely do that. It is in my best interest for, in terms of like playing devil's advocate as the Western influence to have some sort of influence over just the electoral process because that's the facilitation of wealth and power in that area that I need and I want to tap into. Seriously. So I feel like it goes beyond even colonies. It, it goes beyond like what you got. Because I'm not going to be interested in you if you don't have nothing for me. Well, you can see also too that even certain countries based on based on culture and um, ethnic background that certain countries have a large pop, different groups of population, you know, so that you could say that you could see that like a lot of, like a country like Congo, they have like a hundred, a hundred different languages speaking one country. So that definitely plays a factor too in terms of um, who feel like they they should be represented in government at that period of time. You know, yeah, that that is actually very crucial that you say that. But I want to come back to um, what Lord said. So you think that that you know, like you you said that we the our continent is getting exploited. Just to say blissfully right and you think that them what's i don't know how to how to word it like for example in senegal this this exploitation is still going on they have resources but how come they were able to figure it out and not other countries so that's my question that that exploitation can't be the only can't be the reason why i mean just because you have a good uh a good transfer of uh or a good record of a transfer of power um, your country does not mean there's an absence of Western influence in the electoral yeah, yeah, process yeah, but, or government. Yeah, but I'm saying the absence is not, it's not, it's it's a real democracy. The, the elections are still free and fair. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there's no sort of outside influence in the election. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm not arguing that like, there's influence, but I'm just saying how come that country, specifically Senegal I'm focused uh-huh. on today, got it right, and a country like Zimbabwe, Congo, is not... Because to do Senegal has a better mechanism of mitigating such situation going crazy or going rampant in the electoral governmental system. So it'll be back. That kind of brings us back to the institutions. They have yeah. strong institutions to make sure smooth stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Again, institutions, checks and balances, insurance policies, um, how do you call it? Making sure that because at the end of the day, we human beings create the institutions and we can, you know, be. A little bit greedy and selfish, so yeah. sometimes we just got to do things to make sure that yeah, things go and, smoothly. And also to to come back to your point about Western influence, like like that right there, that some they really, like you said, m- destroy some 
elections in some countries. They really destroy the integrity. We we don't know exactly how or why. Is I don't know if it's because you know they want resources. A certain president is giving them those resources, or like these companies, these you know foreign companies giving them those resources. So they like do they pay the president to stay? Like it's just like yes. Like, just, <laughs> I mean, you know that already, uh-huh. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you basically asking, um, yeah, so you basically asking, like, um, through countries, like, you could basically say how certain countries have a strong relationship with Western powers in terms of like Western powers interfering in their elections. Yeah. Okay. Like, all right. So, like, it, you know, we touched on Senegal a little bit and they're like kind of success. Um, but like, it's, it's actually like a mixture of both. Like, obviously like you talked on like, um, their handling of like not being exploited and stuff like that. Just recently they were exploited. Uh, Like they, they had found like almost nearly a billion dollars worth of oil not too long ago. And due to some contract with Mike Sal's son, for some reason, I don't know why he was involved with this political thing and something signed with um, a specific gas company. I can't remember. It was one of the green ones. Exxon? BP? It would be BP or something like that. Yeah, like the BP owner of BP has is a French a green guy. logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like the, it's, it's owned by a French man. So BP like, is BP is it's not French. It's oh, British Petroleum. British Petroleum. Damn, I can't remember specifically. All right, but I'll specify that. I'll learn to figure out whoever it was. Right. But some oil company somewhere in the world signed a contract with Mike Sun, and all the oil that was supposed to make Senegal rich was gone. Yeah, <laughs> but, but my point and, is, and this is within the last two years. My point is that still does not interfere with, like, when it's time to elect a new president, when the people elect them, it's it still goes smoothly. Although all that is going on, Fair I, I mean, so the country's not perfect, but the fact that they got that aspect right is what leads me to ask questions: Why is it not going right in those other but countries? Also, like, I, Ghana also came to that level, like but, I said. But, but so again, I, everything is relative, though. So, like, of course, there is you, you know, you say it's smooth, but. It's smooth compared to other countries yeah. who are yeah, going through it way comparison. worse. Because yeah, let's say it's, it's still rough. if we compare it to another country that also have a smooth transfer of power, you could see that there'll be a degree of differences between how they do it and how Senegal would do it. Yeah, okay. you know, like maybe they'll smooth. see Senegal as like, yeah, yeah, had a transfer of power, but it wasn't as quote unquote what constitutes as smooth compared to let's say yeah, okay. another country. Smooth, uh, smooth may be a big. A bit ambiguous, but I was meaning like without violence. Yeah, no, we, we get without, what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Without violence. Without uprise for the people, yeah. And then, too, I feel like to specific countries' um, constitutions, they place too much power in the executive power, you know? Yeah. And the executive power is like in the person that's in chief in command. Like, So I feel like that plays a huge factor in terms of the transition of powers being, tra- being transitioned to a different, different party, you know? Like the 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 visualization of check and balances is not there. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I will just just like um kind of like hopping back a little bit into like the colonial thing, Lord. I, it just kicked back into me, like kind of like the point you were saying as far as like it's bigger than colonial. I think it was like for me, it's kind of like it's past colonial now, but it, it, it the colonial impact is everything. Like that, that's how it that's how it started. The initial effects stemmed from there. And, like, when you look at, like, again, kind of touching on Senegal's success or whatever it is, their, like, relationship with Western culture actually was really good to begin. Okay. Like, they they still had a lot of, like, um do with, like, you know, Senegal's around the water. So, all of the, like, the ports and stuff like that. Like I said, peanut industry was really popping and stuff like that. So, 
they had a nice relationship with Western culture and like it played still significant influence. Like it's just that Senegal like had like weight. You know what I mean? Like they kind of knew that they had some form of power to like kind of thing. So it's like they weren't impacted in a way where it was like these people are coming in and they're demanding like, oh, this is how your system will work. And these are the people that are going to do this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, we we know we need you. <laughs> nah, but they did do that kind of. They did come in there with the guns and like, yeah, this is ours now. Wait, what do you mean? Like I'm saying, Senegal. When they're colonizing, they didn't come and ask. No, no, no I'm not talking about yeah, when yeah. they were colonizing. Of course, when of course yeah, they colonized yeah, yeah, coal country, yeah, yeah. they violated everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah, saying, I'm like saying after that. colonization, when they were giving people independence and stuff like that, like when Senegal reached their independence, like they kept a good relationship with that Western power, oh, okay. and that allowed them to like they kept mm. the structure. So it's like kind of taking advice from like an older brother a little bit. I don't know if that works. This is a good analogy <laughs> for this one, but mm. like they still had good interactions with Europe. And it kind of, one of the biggest thing it helped was furthering the access to education. So, like, because of a lot of contact with the urban stuff like that, they had access to higher resources and education and stuff like that. So, I guess it does come back to maybe Lord's point of in- information and learning. So, you was also saying to, but, to, yeah. oh, to bring up to your point, um, so you're basically saying also, too, that, like, you could say, like, that funds or investments that's coming from the Western powers was, like, it, like, circled into the country a little bit more compared to other countries uh, yeah, I'd say. yeah i guess the senegal was definitely hands. more modernized and westernized mm. like earlier yeah. than a lot of other countries so like yeah. compared, then, compared to like other countries like say like congo or central african republic like you could say that like all the funds and investments and money that's coming into the country is not being circulated into the whole country oh yeah yeah of course corruption definitely has a, <laughs> has a factor to this it's crazy that like, corruption is has a factor why some of this is not working. But I want to talk about um, how, in terms of funding, who funds these elections? In some of these countries, like the West is funding everything. So you, like, my question to you guys here is that personally, if if you take those funds away, those countries will not be able to run free and fair elections. And even with that money, sometimes it's not free and fair election. I don't agree with that at all. Why? Why? I don't know why not. Like I've, I've, I'm actually a little bit tired of hearing that point. <laughs> like this, because it's to me, it's like even without like, um, because at the end of the day, you have resources that other people want. You have resources that other people want, so you are still going to be selling a product. You are still going to be making money, whether or not you are as rich relatively to other countries in the world. That's something that you work at. Something that you build at. But you'll still be able to run a free and fair election. You'll still be able to come out. People will still, even if you can't campaign as much as you were doing because you don't have this, da da da, da you can still reach out to people in certain ways. Like, how did campaigning start off? It started off on feet. It started on traveling, knocking on people's doors, letting them know you're here. Why can I not vote on you? Because money isn't coming in from somewhere else, so you can campaign to me. But no, I, I, was, need- talk, I was talking about, like, money, like, in terms of, like, they can't, like, the West pays for the machines, the bins, the paper, all that. If you don't, if a country does not have money, that money to put saying, to put to you know because you know elections like a big infrastructure thing like it's not like no easy task where they're gonna walk on foot. It's like it's an infrastructure. If that infrastructure is not sense. there, how is it gonna be free and fair? It's start. It's been sixty years. I mean, I understand, bro. What I'm saying uh, is that they are making money. Like you like like you're telling me that. It's an import thing only. Like, it's just the Western culture coming in and just giving money. No, no it's, it's an exchange of things. It's an import-export system for everybody around the world. Everybody is importing and exporting. So, if just because, like, they're not concretely, like, giving me money for this right now, 
we may not have the materials for it, but we will be able to start something. And as you build that up and you increase your power, because they will still need these materials. Like, so but, so for sixty years they've been funding all the, like not every African country, but in most of them they're funding these elections because they don't have enough money to do it. I no, mean, most of the money is being pocketed. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's not. That's so, what I'm saying. We can run a free and fair election. Stop pocketing the money. Yeah, that's the hard part. That's that's what I'm saying. That's the hard part. But, but you can still run a free and fair so, election. So, so it's how, just they're literally they're just they're just taking in the money. Like it's just presidents. It, I think now it's just a matter of people demanding to stop that Western, like that that type of interaction between Western culture and African culture. In terms of the election, at just, the end just of the take day, them out of it? Because they're, they're pocketing the money. Like, it's not even like the, the money's coming in and they're paying it to putting it on buying buses and putting their names on billboards. No, these African governments and these presidents are pocketing these money. Like, they're keeping it for themselves. That's, but that's what I'm saying. That's, and, 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 that, that's my point. How can you run free and fair election if they... That, that's what's going to happen. That's my point. I'm, I'm telling you that we can stop that type of interaction between Western culture and we can still run a free and fair election because the election is not free and fair now. But that's what I'm saying. They're pocketing money anyways. I think Lord wanted to say something. <laughs> like I'm just watching them talk about pocketing money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but what I'm saying is even if the money is not coming in, the, the resources, the money they make on their on their land, this that money is still not but, going but, towards But here's the thing, TK, like, but... People could also like make the decision that yo, an election does not have to be reliant on just having funding. Honestly, thank you. Because thank at the you. end of the day, thank too. But then, how are you gonna run an election? That makes no sense. It's at not all. about. It's not that about. No it's, it, all right. So here's the thing. So for example, like you need money to run an election. I, I hope bro, bro, you don't need that much money to run an election. Because here's the thing of how election works. So you don't need that much to run an election. But no. you need money though. Of course, you need money. But you can generate that money yourself. It's not even about generating the money. Like, of course, you need money to run an election. But in terms of how much money is being put into the election, it literally all depends on the election laws. Because at the end of the day, like, election laws determine how much money and how much influence you can put or put behind one person. Because, again, yes, money does talk and money does dictate things. But at the end of the day, too, you can also decide to mitigate how much influence money has what i'm saying on how is that elections are executed the rules are there they're not being respected then that's when it comes to how rule of law works and that's going to come in another segment because that's like that's that's going into rule of law but then how do you run elections if that's not being done if okay. the rule of law is not being ex- all right, so that yeah. goes, but that going goes away from what you just said. Exactly, in terms of I'm just how, answering. How can you thing. run an election you without run a money? Fair election without but now that it's going money. to rule of I'm, law. We're saying yes, you can. You can. You can run the election Bro, without no, no, that God, Western listen, change flying in. It, 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 anyway. did, it didn't even go into the rule of law. I'm saying that it does. No, no, but it listen, there's a rule. But you think there's not rules right now? They're not making that happen. Oh Lord, have mercy. There are rules right now, but you said in terms of respecting it. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of how people respect rule of law. Because you said it's so there. So how can you run an election when all this is going on if you don't have the money? But they're not money running does not good elections right now. That that's they're the going to follow the rule of law, though. Bro, bro, bro. We're just saying, look, look, look. We're not saying that they're running free and fair elections right now. We're saying that if they were to change these laws, they do not need that type of interaction between this area. And like, they don't need that help. To run a free and fair election. Where are you going to get the money from? 
Bro, you will make money within the confines of your country. You don't have the money. Yes, you can. How do you Look, not have right, money? So do you this, not make I, money I, by I, exporting I, stuff I, every right, day? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about right now. All right. Bro, so, even if they... Look, bro, bro, bro. You, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So, like, this this example that I'm about to put out, um, of course, this this individual has definitely uh, done some heinous stuff, but in terms of how he came into power, it's very interesting and could be applied to this. So, when Germ- after World War One, when Germany was literally in shambles... Like Hitler came into power, but they didn't have money. You know what I'm saying? Hitler got elected. He did get elected into power. It's not like he just came to take power and call it a day. Now, in terms of how he did it and what he did, definitely like he has done some evils in the world. However, I'm just talking about just in terms of the money because he was able to garner up people to actually make themselves self-sustainable and try to like create money for itself. And you know, get back, get out of the ashes of World War One, where they were really exactly. br- brutally beaten exactly. economically. Exactly. You ask how I know it's not like can do it. It's the same it's, exact it's process. It's not like that. Like you the are best a country, example. you have resources. It's not, it's not the best resources. example, but it's it's definitely you could you like, could pull something from that. You are process. generating money, bro. It's not like you will not stop importing and exporting. You just won't be as rich as you were the day before, bro. Like. Just because you're not making billions of dollars doesn't mean you can't run an election off millions, bro. Because you can run a free and like, fair election off millions, bro. The people but, are in far less position. Like be, because here's all the thing. that billions of dollars that you're talking about is running their election. Like yeah, these poor people are not waking up and going on their phones and like trying to see what's the latest on thing on like, bro. Like they do not have access to that in the first place. And even here's the thing too: if an election becomes very, very expensive, that actually is a disincentive for people who are actually caring about issues. To actually run and win an election because now is who got more money. It's not even like, yeah, policies come into play, but in terms of like dictating how you can campaign on a, on a whole new level. Now that does not guarantee you winning the election because there have been situations where there's a lot of money poured into one person and they still didn't win, but definitely does make a difference though. No bro, joke. Anyways, bro, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't even like. The ex- elections in Africa are not even that expensive. You guys say billions. It doesn't mean going to billions. No, that's, what, that's, that's what how I- rich politicians are taking... We're talking about the money that you're talking about is coming in. Bro. Bro, where is the money coming and going to, Tika? You can answer bro, the question. Bro, they allocate money especially for elections. That's not export import money. That There's money in the government gets allocated to different things. When these Western powers bro, are sponsoring our elections, it's like a, an organization that goes and sponsors bro, it. Trump is not asking people from Africa to to donate money to his cause, bro. Wait. We're generating money from the people in our country. We have certain like, and the money that's no, grown we, in our we, country we, is coming we from we where? don't have money. Trump ain't nobody. Trump's not gonna ask money from no. But that's 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 my point though. Like you can run a free and fair election with millions. Wait, even here, hundred thousand dollars, bro. Like. You can run a free and fair election, bro. But here's the thing: you can ask people to go around in their neighborhoods and go knock on doors, like that. That happens. So why? We, why but, haven't we got it? But, but right? even even outside of like because right. we because people in political positions of power are fiending for the money. All that money that is being allocated to that campaign pocket you're talking about is going where into that black box behind the president's desk. Like, I, so, I, I don't so, know. What so you're so, so you about. think money is no issue in terms of elections at all? It is an issue, but I'm saying. No, but I'm saying that elections does not have to be this expensive in order to run it and to run it well. An election running in America is completely different from elections running in Africa, and they they should not be spending the same amount. Like, yo, your election does not have to be that expensive, bro. Like, come on now. Like, money matters. I'm not saying saying money doesn't matter. How expensive it is, though, 
boy. But I was I was saying that if you have no money in the first place to even allocate to that, can it be free and fair? That like if, if like where we have zero dollars, I'm I'm because to me but, that's what it's like. Seem like yeah, like, when you say no that, money, like, I'm like you're saying like we have no bread once these. No, that's what I'm saying. There's there's not there's us, not like, enough money to even run the election. That's why I keep trying to tell you guys. I mean, first of all, Bro, if, African if, elections, two, not more than a million dollars go to some of them, like dollars. But TK, why is there not enough money? Yeah, why like, is there not enough money? Because I, I, presidents. I, I, I have all the money. Like, I, I, no, not even president have. <laughs> like, they all have right, all, all right. the money, bro. All right, bro. Okay. First of all, the, the presidents don't have all the money. In, in, in other countries, it's not. It's not like that, bro. How not, rich it, are these politicians? I understand that, but it's on a case by case, different. Um, a country by country basis is different. Fair you know enough. But in in the eleven countries, even the ones we're speaking about today that are going through political turmoil, whatever it is, even in Africa, in Senegal, place with a success story. Mm. Like, how rich are these presidents? Exactly. The presidents are rich, not the country. That's why I, when I keep saying there's no money, that's why I say it. there's no How money. How are the presidents getting rich? Again, it all depends. Now, now it's even going to a different... How are the presidents getting... Please, answer the question. Oh, like, where goodness. is their money coming from? Now it's going to a, a, a different topic right now yeah. in terms of... Where where the money's coming from and how it's going is literally how you distribute and allocate money within your population. I'm saying that they're not but spending the money the, on campaigning. Again... Campaigning elections. I feel like... like in terms election. of bins, campaigning like... The electoral body is different. Right. Campaign obviously they spend a lot on their we, campaigns, we, but we, I'm saying we, like in terms of the the electoral body, like the machines and all that stuff, like the technology, like all right, can we can we, we put a pause button over here <laughs> in some countries? But anyways, I to to kind of sum it up, you know. I right, so, so all right. So here's I, the thing. I get that you know elections is hard, you know, and on the continent democracy is hard as well. And yes, I do believe it exists, but I feel like. If there are any suggestions that imply that, you know, the radical transformation of that system, you know, in Africa of democratic system is unrealistic. I think that that narrative has to change. You know, nothing has ever been easy on a continent. Nothing's easy in life. And that's the more reasons we need to even fight but, harder. But I feel like now it's even more complicated in terms of not even only money, but we have a new force that's also making it um a bit harder to achieve that uh, for your like free and fair election, which is, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun right now, but the role of social media, kind of, sorta. All right, um, that's just that's just in my that's just in my opinion. Like, definitely, in my opinion, I feel like social media has definitely added on to the fuel, but it's just a thought that I needed to bring out there. Um, so. My question is like, why do you you guys can um probably follow another system of a democratic elections too, you know? So, um, I know like in uh Trinidad and Tobago, where my parents is from, Trinidad and Tobago follow a parliamentary democracy, whereas there is a president, also prime minister, and there's also like different um ca- different like cabinets. To the parliamentary democracy, there's a House of Representatives and a Senate, so there's always a system of check and balances, you know. Whereas, like, if one one system is messing up, then there's also another system to check them, you know. So that system could may work in a lot of African country countries, but I'm not sure, you know, based on the different culture and the different um different geographical people, you know. So. Yeah, no. nah, I definitely agree. I mean, checks and balances definitely are the key. 
to every system. <laughs> if people are being monitored or making sure people are doing their jobs, then the system should work accordingly. Um, but we definitely had an, this is an engaging and entertaining discussion this time. We ran out of time already. <laughs> we de- we destroyed the time barrier. <laughs> <laughs> we destroyed the time. That was cool. That was um, actually a, a good conversation. But I personally liked it. Thank you guys again for tuning in um, to second episode of This Is Africa. Um, yeah, we hope to keep delivering just like this, guys. Um, you know the Looney Tools thing? The one that go a bidi bidi bidi. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's us right now. Um, but yeah, guys, definitely share, spread the word, continue listening, hit us up, let us know things we can work on, how we can do better. And hopefully see you next time. Pick them one by one. Make me bust my gun. Poison us like a long python. Gun firing like.